Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 15. My name is Lindsay Doe. I'm a clinical sexologist, doctor of human sexuality, and host of the YouTube channel Sexplanations, where I sex edutain the planet. Charlie McCorn, our very special co-host today, is a writer, stand-up comedian, and stand-up... You're not... No, no. And stand up. <laughs> I just want to call you a sex edutainer. I'll Charlie. take that. I will put that on my cards. <laughs> but you're a stand up. Uh, correct. Edutainer. See, I just put the words together. You're a stand up edutainer. Um, and you participate in the comedy circuit speaking, but also, I think I read on your bio that you've taught stand up. I have. Uh, I've worked uh, a lot with youths, uh, a lot of youths. youths. Yeah, yeah. I feel like such an old person <laughs> saying that. No, I teach uh, stand-up and improv skills uh, here in town at Missoula Base. Uh, and then throughout the states, I've gone around and taught stand-up skills as life skills. Because you know, you're, when you're good at some sort of art thing, you have to find a way to make money off it. And teaching kids to deal with bullies through stand-up has kind of been my way of doing that. Wow. That's so amazing of you. Yeah, it is. I am well, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you oh. are. I mean, I think that that's the moral human thing to do, but people don't often choose the right way to live. So good on you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to get into sort of that that racket. I started doing comedy and then sort of realized that who I was in the place that I'm living gave me, you know, special, I'd say, opportunity to really help out, you know, with people dealing with things in the most vaguest way possible. Like, <laughs> are you dealing with things? I will come help you. No, being able to, to work with uh, especially LGBTQ youth uh, in the state has been like just heartwarming. Aww. And uh, while it wasn't why I got into into the game, as it were, it's, mm -hmm. it's really been a nice part of my life and something I'm very proud of. You were saying earlier that who you are makes you maybe a more valuable teacher in that platform. What do you mean by that? Uh, I'm a non-binary trans person. Uh, okay. I had a really bad life until I figured stuff out about me, and then mm -hmm. I started to put things back together. And then by the time that I got there, I realized that you know, being in Montana uh, and being in this part of Montana and sort of going through this gender revolution that the society itself is you know, sort of opening up and realizing new things about gender and sexuality, there are a lot of kids like me out there who, who now have words to put to who they are and, and what they are. And be able to help those kids, you know, help kids like me who didn't, I didn't have anyone like mm -hmm. that has been a, it's been really solid. It really warms my heart. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. You are doing something. Lots of somethings. I try. I love it. I'm so grateful. So you're a role model, you're a mentor, you're somebody who entertains the crap out of me and you're an educator. So I'm hoping that during our time together, you can teach me some things. Maybe how to be funnier. Um, oh, you don't need any help with that. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, here's how I see this happening. We'll talk about those who support us on Patreon because they're a very important part of the show. And in doing that, there will be a short test. We'll visit an episode of Sexplanation's YouTube channel about sexual terminology, which is what I'm hoping we get to talk about mm -hmm. um, for most of today. And then... You'll test my knowledge of some sex terms that I may or may not know, and then I'll return the favor because I'm a giver. Okay. I'm excited to completely embarrass myself and my education on your podcast. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, one last thing I should tell you is that if you have a tendency to do kegels, don't do them yet because we— Too late. <laughs> 
You saying the word, my body <laughs> just like, oh, it's time. Go now. Everybody, oh, I love it so much. So we'll do a pelvic workout later. You can start now, but you might be sore. And then we'll just talk about whatever comes up regarding sex or not and just have fun. Excellent. Does that sound good? I okay. love having fun. <laughs> Me too. So first, a shout out to Laura Schuster, Paul Nixon, Donna Flint, Matty O'Sullivan, and the Millers for being our boss level sexplanauts. You can be just like them by going to patreon.com slash podcast, where you can get cool perks like a weekly shout out and a test question in your honor. Now it's time to hold our testes. All right, Charlie and listening audience members, here's your testy question. According to one of my favorite books, Sexy Origins and Intimate Things, the earliest appearance of the word beaver referring to a crotch was in 1927. And I can read to you that that limerick if you'd like. But first, oh, it's a limerick. It's a limerick. A great historical limerick. (laughs) But first, uh, the question is, what is beaver fever? And it's multiple choice, so I'm going to give you four options. Okay. A, genital herpes. B, the equivalent to vulva blue balls. C, the sometimes strong smell of vagina. Or D, the state of being horny. You know what? I'm going to go with D on Good that job! one. Good job! That's great. Do you want to hear the, the limerick? Absolutely. I'm impressed. I tried really hard to come up with good alternatives for beaver fever. <laughs> Those were they, they were all tough, uh, but I, I kind of had the idea in my head of what it could be, and then oh. there was other things I'm like, oh, I'm I'm way off, and then it got to the end. Yeah, yeah let's go for it. Yeah, well, yeah, beaver fever I think is one that's not, you know. Yeah, normally I'm against words that rhyme. Like I'm against putting <laughs> words together just because they rhyme. But I think beaver fever gets a pass because it's from the 20s. So yeah, okay. Do you want to know some other beaver terms? Absolutely. Before I do the limerick, there's beaver pose which is a woman seated with her knees apart. There's beaver shot, which is a glimpse of crotch. That one I've heard before. A beaver shot? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Usually in reference to 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 films and film criticism. Yeah, yeah. Like cum shot. Different kind of film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually, because this book, Sexy Origins and Intimate Things that I'm reading from, refers to Basic Instinct in 1992, where Sharon Stone uncrossed her legs. Mm-hmm. As the first beaver shot. I think that's the one I'm specifically thinking of, actually. Oh, the beaver shot. A film I've never actually seen, but that 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 one scene has just entered pop culture in a way that we've all seen a thousand parodies of it. Ah. Uh, and so I think that's where okay. I picked it up from. Well, so on this show, mm-hmm. we give a homework assignment each oh, week okay. called Sexter Credit, and maybe we can assign Watching Basic Instinct. We'll see. Maybe something else. Yeah, will viewer, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> The last one that's here. Oh, no. There's two more. There's Beaver Posse, which is a group of men in search of sex. And then there's a Beaver Shooter. I'm a little disappointed that, that Beaver Posse is about men. I feel right? – I feel – Well, let's see. This book – I was thinking that too about um, Beaver Pose, a woman seated with her knees apart because mm-hmm. those are those are both gendered. But I think it's because this book – is dated, and it hasn't been part of the revolution. Copyright 1998. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why. We'll, we will forgive you, Charles Panatti, but now Beaver Posse, as determined by this show, and Charlie McCorn refers to a group of people in search of sex. I agree. Let's, let's bring that back. We'll get some T-shirts printed. 
We'll take out an ad in the independent. I am part of the, the Sexplanations podcast beaver posse. <laughs> if I had enough knuckles, that would be my tattoo right across there. <laughs> oh. Uh, Yankee pitcher Jim Booten in his 1970 bestseller, wait, no, yes, Ball Four irritated his teammates when he revealed that many practitioners of America's national pastime were full beaver shooters. A beaver shooter is, at bottom, a peeping Tom. Hmm. Now you know. Okay. But here's the limit. Limerick, published in 1927. There was a young lady named Ava who went to the ball as Godiva, but a change in the lights showed a tear in her tights. And a fellow present called Beaver. Interesting. No. And a low fellow present called Beaver. I don't know how to read a limerick, clearly. <laughs> I don't know either. I th- language changes enough that it's interesting to think about at that time that word was in use enough that someone could put it into a limerick or at least some filthy poet somewhere. Right. I'm well, not talking about poetry in general. <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, these filthy poets here with their big ideas. No, I mean like the, the, the naughty body poets. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they're saying that's the first time beaver was used to refer to Oh, that's to the first time that that was, oh, okay. Yeah. So it hadn't been used in that way until that very okay. moment. That makes sense now. When a low fellow got a shot of beaver and shouted beaver. Yeah. There's a real beaver shooter on at the, at the prom. <laughs> I don't know why I said prom. I probably should have thought it was just dance. Prom makes it bad. So... What do you think about some sex terms that I may or may not know? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. I've thought of a couple. And there's a couple I thought of mainly because I want to talk about uh, a bit. But the, the first one, I'm probably going to mess this up because there's an umlaut right over it. Uh, the Grothenberg spot. Yes, gotcha. Let's tell the audience. This is referring to tissue on the anterior wall of the vagina. So about an inch to two inches in and up toward the belly button that sometimes feels like wet corduroy and it's easier to find if the person is turned on. You can give pressure to it through stimulation and it may lead to ejaculation, may not. And it's also controversial because some people say that it's not even a thing. So there we go. Named after Grafenberg. Named after a German man. Yes, funny, right? Because so many parts are named after the people who find them. And I'm like, no, you did not find that. That was not your discovery. We've had these for a long time there, buddy. Yeah. We just don't stick a flag in them and claim them like everyone else out there. Um, yeah. So the G spot for short. Do you have another one? I love that you're trying. I'm, yeah. I'm so. I was, I was going for that one. That was uh, only because I wrote a paper about it in college. Ooh. And about the controversy of it. Yeah. Uh, which I had no idea going in about how, well, okay. I have one written down on my phone because it's like a thousand syllables. Okay. And I uh, like your nails, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. The magenta pink. Charlie McCorn original color. Magenta yeah. pink. My nails are not painted. I actually just scraped the last bit of yellow off of them. All right. This one, I think, might not be difficult because it, it's right there in the name, uh, but is a paraphilic infantilism. So paraphilia referring to when you have an attraction that it is outside of what we would consider traditional or conventional. So even something like homosexuality used to be considered a paraphilia up until 1973 because it was attraction to someone of the 
the same sex. So that's paraphilia, right? And infantilism would be referring to the attraction to the experience of being like an infant. So wearing diapers and suckling breasts and having a pacifier and baby talk. Man, I thought I was going to stump you with that did one. Did I nail it? I, you did. Good. I did some. I, I feel good about myself. Yeah, I did some deep, deep, deep web search. Uh, and those those were the two. You're good. Well done. Uh <laughs> I feel like, Charlie, come on the show and validate my knowledge of sexuality. <laughs> ask me about sex terms. You know, it's the first podcaster to ask me that, so. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if I can come up with terms that you may or may not know. I feel like there are a lot in the, in the community, the queer community, that are used as slang among members that aren't really shared with, oh, okay. like, the cis hetero people. So like poppers. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, mm, do I know poppers? Do you know poppers? Poppers as in the like VCR cleaner that are used that you can get <laughs> high on so that your asshole relaxes so you can have anal sex. Uh, yeah. Def- dictionary definition right there. <laughs> okay. Keep going. I love this game oh, so okay. much. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Power bottom. Power bottom. So bottom referring to a receptive partner, in this case, for anal sex. And I could use it in context. I don't know if I can define the power part of it. Uh, Like topping from the bottom where the person is like a dominant receptive partner? Yeah, I think that would would fit it pretty well. So, for example, this person might say something like, fuck my ass. And they wouldn't be a passive, like... I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. This next one, uh, maybe a little crude. Do you know cum gutters? Cum gutters. I'm actually, I, I'm a little curious <laughs> to see what you're thinking of. Yeah, because, well, right now I'm thinking, gosh, I wish that this podcast had a visual component so people could see <laughs> me going deep into the recesses of my mind to try and dig up cum gutters. I'm watching Lindsay go into her mind palace right now. <laughs> I'm going into my cum gutters is where I'm going. Okay, let's see. Cum gutters. Well, so cum probably referring to semen. Mm-hmm. And then gutters, maybe like the intestines, like you, it's a cum shot in the asshole that goes way up. <laughs> that's that's not bad. Uh, the definition as I know it okay. would be, oh, this is gross saying this out loud. <laughs> Uh, it is it is a person genuinely a man okay. with really ripped abs. The really ripped abs. The ripped abs are the gutters. Mm-hmm. They're the gutters? They're the gutters. Why are they called gutters? I don't know. Okay. That's one that I, I picked up somewhere and have never been able to get it out of my brain. How do you, how would you use it in a sentence? Is that something where Look you... at that dude's cum gutters. Holy cow. Oh. This is not like Tinder... Profile thing where, like, I have the cum gutters. I feel like I'd probably send a message to that person. Um, and you know what? I might put it on my profile now, <laughs> despite it being a blatant lie about my physicality. But yeah. Uh, that's so funny. See, you're really good at this. We just needed to go into your lingo. Oh, sure. Okay. Do you have any other ones? Oh, boy. Uh, what other gross things do I know? <laughs> But these aren't gross. They're, I feel like they're just terms that you use in your language. Like in my world, we would say things like douchebag or damper on an erection or 
These are more sexual terms that are used to refer to non-sexual things versus the other way around. Sure. And I, th- I think there's a lot of go-between with, you know, we don't want to say the, the clinical words because we were taught that they were gross. So we have these weird metaphors that we've picked up from whatever lingo and hand-to-hand, no pun intended, over the years. Uh, how about a Dutch rudder? A Dutch rudder. I think I read this one recently and then swiftly moved it out of my mind. Um, that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Let's see. I just talked about Dutch in a scenario. I was talking about Dutch as an example. I think I just did it in a question. Didn't we just do Dutch in an episode last week? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Uh, don't want to say Dutch oven here, which my brain's been trying to say, but Dutch rudder is when you are manipulate when you are holding your genitals and a second party will hold you, your elbow or your upper arm. I'm doing a, I'm really wish there was a verb. Uh, okay. 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 Let's see. Someone else is holding your genitals. No, you're holding your own genitals. You're holding your own genitals. And then someone else is moving your arm mm-hmm. to move your hand on your genitals. Correct. God, I Dutch like it. Rudder. Okay. I would not have come up with that at all. I was thinking more like a person has their hand inside the anus and mm-hmm. they're moving it like a rudder. Oh, like a rudder on a ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's also a thing probably. With a different name, I'm guessing. We should invent a name for that right now. Missoula rudder. Missoula rudder. <laughs> I'll call John Engen. We'll we'll get that on the on the seal of the city. John Engen, by the way, is our mayor. Uh, okay, and so he, as far as we know, maybe isn't into Missoula rudders. We're not making any assumptions about the mayor or judging. No, no, or about the city. But you know, if you're going to name something, yeah, name it. Don't name it after who you are, or else we end up with with the Grafenberg spot. Yeah, name it after where you are. Yeah, add some hometown pride to wherever you are. Exactly. Okay. Um, I want to come up with some. So there's a whole episode called A to Z sex terms or A to Z terms, A to Z sexual terms. And we could go through some of those. I would love it if we could pair it with our Kegel exercises. So you could say the the letter of the alphabet and we'll just go A to J so we're not really busting ourselves sure. with the full workout. And because all the hard letters come after J. <laughs> and then, do you have something for Z? I do. I I have. All, you. We could do all 26 if you want. Uh, I have the tiger. Let's do it. Okay. Just... If you aren't familiar with kegels, if you haven't worked yourself up to 26 in a row, then just stop it around J and listen after that. Otherwise, if, if you want like a really badass workout here. Put on some foreigner. Not Don't stop the podcast. Put on some foreigner over the podcast <laughs> and uh, and just, just get pumped like you're going to go fight the USSR at the Olympics. <laughs> We're going to do <laughs> alphabet sex term kegels. All right, let's do this. Right. So you're going to say the letter. I will say a word. Okay. And then do you want to go through the definitions? Uh, let's see if there's any that, that I might have some questions about. Okay. All right. So let's yes. start with the king of letters, A. Anaphrodisiacs. Anaphrodisiacs or aphrodisiacs? Anaphrodisiacs. So an opposite of an aphrodisiac? Yes, it okay. turns you off. Okay. Okay. So and if I didn't say this already... When you say the letter, we're going to clench. Okay. And when I say the word, we're going to relax. Oh, okay. Okay? Got it. So group kegels, here we go. All right. You did A. I said anaphrodisiacs. We got the definition. All right. Then we have... B. Barebacking. I know barebacking. C. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just throw them at me. Let's see if I can think of something and not embarrass myself. 
Okay. Uh, C. Coitus. All right. D. Douching. E. Erogenous. F. Frenulum. What's, okay, let's talk about that one. Yeah. What's, what's the frenulum? The frenulum is the little area of skin where the foreskin was or is attached on a penis. Okay. That's good to know. Right? Yeah. There's, I'm glad there's a word for that. Yeah. The frenulum. G. Glory holes. H. Wait, you know what glory holes are. That's I'm, great. Yeah, I know glory holes. Okay. Uh, and, and if anyone doesn't know what glory holes are. Go to this video. <laughs> Or some gas stations. <laughs> oh, I'm told that Barnes and Noble used to have one Whoa. in their bathroom. Yeah, and uh, I think I learned about them from the movie with Cameron Diaz, where she got the semen in her hair. There's something about Mary. Do they have a glory hole in there? Something about Mary? I don't remember. Or maybe that it was a different movie with um, Christina Applegate. Let us know in the comments if you know which film yeah. I'm referring to. Let us know to. where you learned about glory holes. <laughs> yeah. When I was – actually, when I was in graduate school, we went to Billings, a, a group of us, to be part of an HIV prevention conference. And they took us to an adult bookstore there, which is – if you don't know, that's uh, another term for like a sex shop. And – well, I was encouraged in particular to go in the back where they have the stalls to watch videos, and then I could really see a glory hole, which is a hole that is about, I don't know, two inches in diameter, three inches in diameter, where someone can stick an erection or a flaccid penis, I suppose, and then a person on the other side can then... Do something to it. Do something to it. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. After being tested yes. and protected and yeah. Okay. We we have thoroughly gone over glory holes. What about but, uh H is next. Hysteria. I know hysteria. I. Uh this one is an inside joke because this show is really built around the audience of a community called Nerd Fighteria. And they have a channel, Nerd Fighteria supports a channel called Vlog Brothers. And the Vlog Brothers had this intro screen at one point called Brotherhood 2.0. And then the, the tagline or something forgot an I in it. And so I also forgot an I. But let's come up with an I. Um, how about intersex? Intersex is good. Uh, referring to the roughly 1.25% of people who were born with uh, not – both genitalia, but rather physical indications of both uh, sexes. Did I get that? I think sure, I... Yeah, like ambiguity, mm -hmm. the in-between space of what we might say is a binary system, which is a fallacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J. Jism. K. Or jizz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for K, I have kegels. Which we're all doing right now because we're going to Russia <laughs> after this. Are still doing them? I have forgotten. I'm so focused on the I'm words. I'm always doing them. You got to be prepared at the moment's notice. They See, that is what could go on your Tinder profile then. You might – you could say something like, I might not have cum gutters, but I – But I'm a Kegel's champion. But yeah. Grand master Kegel. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. it's like chess in my mind. Yeah, yeah. The you have to have the rankings. I like it. You know, swipe right. Yeah, absolutely. Try the McCorn. Swipe right. Um, what letter were we just at? We just did K. Just did Kegels. L. Libido. M. Masochism. 
N. Nymphomania. O. That's interesting. I, what This thing that I'm reading mm-hmm. has S after N. And I was like, why? <laughs> what happened to the alphabet? But that's because it's satyriasis, which is the male version of nymphomania. You know, I almost stopped at nymphomania to talk about because I thought there was a different version based on based on sex or gender. So I'm glad that that was the S. And that's S-A-T something? Is that S-A-T-Y-R-I-A-S-I-S. right? S A T Y R I A S I S. So like the the mythical creatures. Yes. Which so I we... guess the nymph part would make sense too. Now that I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should come up with a gender n- neutral version. Oh sure. Uh, this might be a little little on the nose, but how about Charlie Mania? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Because <laughs> it's such a great idea. Wait, but do, do you think it needs to be a mythical creature? I feel like I am, so I think oh, that that works. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, write your congressman or member of Congress. Tell them you want a gender neutral form of that. And, and we have already coined it. Yeah, and it's Charlie Mania. So we have Charlie Mania, and we have Missoula Rudder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the people who are in charge of Urban Dictionary are going to lose their mind after this episode. They have so much work <laughs> they're going to have to do. Oh, we're doing so much good for the world right now. <laughs> I'm How glad about, someone thinks so. Uh, okay, Wait, so, so we did N, yep. then to S, then you said O, right. which is Oedipus with sure. an O. And let's talk about that. There's an, there's an opposite of that called Electra. Yeah. Yes. Electra syndrome. Electra. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oedipus, when Freud believed that little boys wanted to have sex with their mothers and Electra where little girls want to have sex with their fathers. Is there a gender neutral version? No, we shouldn't, we shouldn't think of that one. We well, shouldn't I mean, if it. you can, Electra, Oedipus, are, they're also Greek figures, right? They are. And the only Greek figures I think that specifically have – that I can think of that have any neutrality have have the names uh, yeah. which we take modern words from. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we should probably leave this one alone. This this might get us on the list if we try to figure out a word for this one. <laughs> well, we, we also don't need to include everyone and all of the things, in, in this case, children wanting to have sex with their parents. Yeah, they've got enough problems without having <laughs> new words thrown at them. They're, they're dealing with some stuff right now. Let's give the kids a break. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we would love all of your feedback in the comments. Maybe, maybe you... Disagree with us. All right. Next letter. Oh, oh no. I forgot what letter we were at. Was that, that was O for Oedipal. Mm-hmm. P. Priapism. What's priapism? This is also named after a Greek figure, the Greek god of livestock, gardens, and male genitalia, Priapus. And it refers to when you have an erection in the penis or the clitoris that lasts more than four hours without any stimulation. Oh, it's that thing you hear about in all the ads on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if you take this pill and then it lasts more than four hours, you have a condition called priapism and you need to go to the emergency room. It's good to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Q. Queefing. R. Uh, Red Rhapsody. Okay, what's Red Rhapsody? Let's... <laughs> Red Rhapsody is when a person really enjoys having sex with someone who is menstruating. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't think it's in this. Oh, nope. It is in this episode. I sing a tune of Bohemian Rhapsody to the words 
Put a towel on the bed, take showers after playing, wash off all the red, carry on, carry on, consent is all that matters. Oh, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the gross version of that word that I know is walking the red carpet. Oh, I don't think it's gross. I think it's lovely. Yeah. But maybe you're not into Red Rhapsody, in which case you might think it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge fan of it. I think that uh, menstruation sex is some of my favorite because it's when I'm most turned on and there's already all that lubricant that makes it feel nice. Oh, sure. (laughs) Charlie, you're looking at me like, yep, not my thing. Well, let's just say I don't have a lot of experience uh, in, in, in certain parts. That's okay. All right. So that was R. Okay. S. Sodomy. Uh, then there's Gamora E, which is an even weirder thing. Ooh, I don't know Gamora. Just made that one up. Just Ma- made well, it up. Make it something. Uh, I am I am creating all of the best words yes, today. Yes, you are. Uh, Gamora E. So if sodomy is any penetrative sex that doesn't involve a, a vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, any penetrative sex that doesn't involve genitals. That's just like with genitals. Like you don't, it's penetration without genitals. Gamori. Okay. I like it. There it is. Everyone writing that down? There's going to be a test after this. Excellent. There should be. So that was S-T. Two spirit. Which is a very important word. It is a very important word. Let's talk about that because that's one that we don't, I don't think, hear enough a lot. I mean, maybe here where we have more Native American uh, culture and tribes around, uh, at least my understanding of it comes from... Sort of the words, uh, the well, you go ahead. I don't know if I can. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. I'm always having to teach. I love that. You're oh, teaching. sure. So, uh, two spirit comes from uh, Native American traditions that, so surprise, surprise, before the Europeans showed up and kind of made a mess of everything, mm-hmm. uh, the, the culture of, of Native peoples in the Americas wasn't as binary as like the Europeans were. Right. And so, sort of, uh, I'm going to use uh, non binary identities uh, were more. Common, uh, a person who could do the role of, of both uh, the men and the women in the tribe. Uh, don't want to call it you know, an identity because that puts a little little bit of work on it. Uh, but it is a uh, sort of a, a non-binary Native American uh, tradition. Not tradition, but Native American. I, I use the word identity. I know I shouldn't. I can't think of what I want to um, use for it instead. Well, what word should I use, Dr. Doe? Orientation. Orientation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That it's, I don't think that it's necessarily gender or sexual orientation, and it might not be how the person identified, like you're saying, mm-hmm. or you're trying to avoid saying. I'm doing a really bad job of it. You know, no, no, you're doing great. It was just a third, fourth, fifth option to this system that the colonial Americans had, which was, okay, there's male and female. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really fascinating to study because it just it blows up my mind to say, hey, look. Cultures operate in different ways. Mm-hmm. Native Americans really had this figured out. They would treat these third gender people as the most valuable members of their community. Often this is a person who could be a, um, a medicine person. This is a person who could go into battle as both a warrior and a healer. This is a person who could understand the multiple spaces of their tribe members so they could understand the women in the tribe and they could understand the men in the tribe. They could be lovers to the women in the tribe and they could be lovers to the men or they could be a father-mother figure. And that was revered rather than what, you know, we did in the the last century mm-hmm. or millennia of just shaming the shit out of that. So then you have the people 
who did not originate here, came over on these ships, met the two spirit members, would do horrible things to them, Mm -hmm. uh, kill them, feed them to the dogs, punish them in any way that they could. They were pushed underground and then their other tribal members were taught to detest them and shame them. So it wasn't until more recently that that community came out of the woodwork, so to speak, and mm-hmm. became more public about it. I'm really looking forward to an interview that I do with David Herrera, who is a member of the Two Spirit Society, who can speak more about this from a first-person perspective rather than you and I kind of fumbling yeah. with our white skin, like, how, how do we describe <laughs> Two-Spirit, which is a really important concept, but <laughs> we're falling short on. So yeah, watch that episode of Sexplanations with David Herrera on Two-Spirit. Cool. Cool. What uh, about you? Eurolangia. Hmm, all right. <laughs> Eurolangia. I don't know if I know that one. Uh, Euro? Do you know U R O? The, the delicious Greek sandwiches? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's G Y R O. Yeah. So, Euro is referring to urine. Okay. And Lagnia is another way of saying philia. It's when you're um, attracted to or you get pleasure from water sports. There you go. Well done. Yes. Um, so bright, my dad called me son, and boy, I'm showing him. <laughs> How do you identify to your parents now? Uh, we don't talk about it. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's not that they're not unaware because I'm a very visible person, you know, in in, in my community and in you know, in, in in the state. We just don't talk about it. Okay, but for other people who have parents or guardians. Mm-hmm. If they are gender nonconforming or gender neutral or neutral, et cetera, mm-hmm. and they're not a son and they're not a daughter, what are they? I use child. Oh. Mm-hmm. Child offspring. The, the obvious? Yeah. You use the obvious one? Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, yeah. It's interesting, especially, you know, my, my brother and I uh, were very close. And while he's not necessarily up to date with a lot of stuff. And he doesn't necessarily understand a lot of things, but he'll, he'll ask questions and he'll know what's going on. We had, we had a talk the other day about, you know, what do I call you now? Because I've been mm-hmm. you know, calling you my brother for, you know, 26, 27 years at this point. Uh, and I said, well, you know, they're, they're sibling, mm-hmm. um, but uh, sister would be, would be okay also. Ah. Mm-hmm. One that I've, because I've noticed it because, you know, it, there's no gender neutral one to my knowledge. This uh-huh. may have been invented of the word, but uh, uncle or aunt, because there's, Sort of like, oh, these are my you know, niece and nephew can be uh, – I think it's nibblings is the gender neutral version of that. And you have parents and children. But but uncle and aunt is one that still – I haven't found anything that I've really liked uh, aside mm-hmm. from Aunt Charlie, which I which I use with my niece and nephew. Nibblings. I'm still focused on nibblings. Nibblings, yeah. It's uh, the gender neutral version of niece and nephew. Okay. So gender neutral version of aunt and uncle. For some reason, I'm going to Spanish and how – Instead of saying Latino or Latina, With they're the using Latinx. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in my head, I'm hearing Tio, isn't that uncle? Mm-hmm. And Tia, which is aunt. And so you would do ticks. I like ticks. <laughs> that's, that's my ticks, Charlie. I'm all about it. Um, but if we pull it out of Spanish and put it back into English, aunt and uncle. Which, as we all know, is a completely sane language that has rules that make sense every part of the time. 
<laughs> I mean, we could always default to Charlie. Yeah. Which is Every good. time you need a gender neutral term, the word is Charlie. I'm putting that on my business cards now. That's. Yeah, it's Charlie, the noun adjective verb for everything. Charlie is all seeing and all being. Yep. Charlie has no beginning or end. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. I love it. Um, Where are we at in the alphabet? Uh, v. Venereal. Oh, oh, my alphabet. W. Wanker. I like that. I shout that at people sometimes. Yeah. X. Yeah, it's uh, just triple X is what I came up with. Well, that's good. That one's interesting, uh, the origins of where we got the triple X from. It, right? Yeah, because it was the MPAA didn't copyright their rating for X, mm-hmm. which is now the NC-17 rating right. uh, since 1978, something like that. And so, hey, if, if one X is this, triple X, even better. Yeah, well, because the MPAA, I think, was doing it to market as bad, right? Like you don't want to go here. And then you have the porn industry mm-hmm. saying, we're going to mark this with all these X's to, to say it's good. Like you do want to go toward mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I love also that. how they used to market uh, moonshine whiskey. Mm. How many X's are on the bottle would tell uh, you how close you were to going blind. I didn't know that. Someone should double check that, but I feel that's correct. Okay. Like most things I say. I think podcasts are a lot about feeling things that are correct. <laughs> like, okay, we're going to have this unscripted conversation about sex. Hopefully we don't say anything that does harm. Yes. That's the goal. Uh, so Stay after, curious. Do your research, people. So after X, we have Y. Which is Yonic. I know Yonic. Okay. Uh, the opposite of phallic. Yes. Uh, well, the the well, one that I prefer is Cunic. For opposite of phallic, oh, because Yonic is more the tantra version, right? Yoni, vulva. Oh, okay. And so conic would be more of the clinical version. It's good to know. Uh, I learned that word from a slasher movie where the killer has to explain, well, this part it's really yonic, and then it says, "What? What?" It's like, oh, it's like they're running into a, uh, you know, like a vagina, and so in the slasher movie, this yeah, is the dialogue. This is it's. Um, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, Robert England is in it. Uh, and it's it's a strange film about uh, a film crew, documentary crew, following uh, a brand new slasher as he's about to like, yeah, I'm going to kill all these teenagers, uh, which is, you know, how we do it. And then he's explaining, you know, talking about the, sort of the tropes of horror films. Like, and at this point, you know, the girl that I've chosen, the last girl is going to run into this area that's very yonic. And then they talk a bit about what that word means. Also, my favorite Doctor Who tweet uh, after they announced the new casting was Yonic Screwdriver, and that made me laugh pretty hard. Oh, oh, this is so good. We're learning so much. And then finally, Zed, as our friends to the north say. Yeah. Uh, I have it as Zay, Z, Zer, Zayer. Oh, uh, gender neutral pronouns. Yeah. Look at that. We came full circle. And you wanted to stop at J. We- <laughs> Well, I I have stopped my kegels. I I have a hard time doing them while talking <laughs> and thinking, for that matter. <laughs> but I'll, I'll do some backups later. Sure. So that that my vagina, my anus, my uh, urethra, they all stay nice and toned. See, this is why we need a, we need uh, a more specialized Fitbit. I'll say. Ooh. Just so you can tell that you got your kegels in for the day. The Fitbit is the one that you wear on your wrist. Yep, tracks your steps. How is it tracking your steps from your wrist? 
I don't know. I feel like that's something that they figured out and didn't explain. I assume it's from this movement, the, the your, walking, your hands are swinging at your sides. Uh-huh. And it corresponds that to, to steps. That's silly, though, because people are just, they're walking with their phones in front of them. Oh, yeah. Holding them in place. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All those steps uncounted. Yeah. How are those Fitbits working? I think it's a big scam. Breaking here right now. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Let's connect those little bracelets to yeah, the... the best part of reading is reading between the lines. <laughs> the pubes. <laughs> Let's connect them to the pubes. Okay. Some sort of belt, perhaps? Some sort of... I'm picturing like a medieval chastity belt with a, with a Fitbit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but doesn't it have to go inside? Boy, this seems this is getting turning into a worse plan the more we talk about it. Well, some people like things inside of them. Sure. Preaching <laughs> to the choir here. <laughs> some people. Some people. And maybe not all the time. Yeah. And maybe some people all of the time, whatever journey we're all on, mm-hmm. I, I support that. Me too. If you want to have stuff in you, go for it. Right. Just be, just be safe about it. Right. Okay. Well, if you want to see... To see all of those terms re-explained to you. <laughs> and see them spelled out, yes, which I think, yeah, for easy Googleability. Exactly. Then you can go to Sexplanations and search A to Z sexual terms. You have taught me some words. I've hopefully taught you some words. And hopefully we've taught the listener some words. Oh, so good. So good. Is there anything else that we should tell the audience while you're here in all your glory? Check out my website. CharlieMcCorn.com. You can see when I'm going to be around the country uh, talking either about comedy or about gender diversity. Yeah. I also have a really weird blog there where I talk about some of the crimes I've committed. So check that out. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Uh, how do you want to spell that for the audience? Oh, yes. That's right. I spell it. it it's uh, C-H-A-R-L. Well, hang on. Let's go back and actually use the phonetic sexual alphabet that we just created there. <laughs> okay. Let's see if you can remember. Oh, boy. Already failing on C. Uh, cunific? I didn't even come close to that What is C? Wasn't conic. Oh, coitus. Ah, yes. Uh, So I'm just going to spell it out. C (laughs) as in Charlie, the voice you're hearing right now. H as in happy, how you feel listening to my voice. A as in always. R-L-E-Y-M-A-C-O-R-N dot com for all your hot Charlie McCorn news and dates and facts. Yeah. And cum gutters. And cum gutters. Don't forget Charlie's Cum Gutters. Don't forget Charlie's Cum Gutters. Don't forget Charlie Mania. <laughs> See, I think it really speaks to to the integrity of a person. Well, not integrity because he ended up being a real POS. But, you know, Hulk Hogan had Hulkamania and that ran wild through the 80s. Let's see if we can get Charlie Mania to run wild through the teens and 20s. And to just make sure we're operationalizing this correctly, Charlie Mania is referring to when gender neutral person has a very high sex drive. Correct. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm honored to, uh, to take this word into the next century. I am. That's wonderful. This is the thing I'm going to be remembered for. 100 years, the way that we're reading about Beaver in, in a limerick, uh, same way we'll be hearing about, about Charlie Mania when our robot overlords are talking about our weird ideas about gender and sexuality in the early 21st century. Good. That, <laughs> that reminds me, do we have homework? A little homework so you don't forget it. Boy, my dog ate mine, and I feel, (laughs) uh, yeah, uh, how about this? Be mindful of the gendered words in your life. 
Aww. and see if you can find find a better use that doesn't exclude uh, people. That was so thoughtful. I was thinking that they were going to make a Charlie Mania limerick. Okay, hang on. Ignore that first thing I said. Are you kidding me? I want some Charlie Mania limericks stat. If I don't have like a thousand of those at my Twitter account, I am going to be so sad this next week. Ooh, what's your Twitter? Let's plug uh, that too. At Charlie McCorn. Awesome. Same weird spelling. It looks like Maycorn, but uh, it's McCorn. And the way that I remember it is McCorn on the macabre. Aww. Fun. Well, thank you for coming on to the Sexplanations podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've had an absolute blast. Good. Perfect. So if you want to check out Charlie, please do that on both their website and their Twitter. And I can be found Sexplanations podcast on YouTube at Sexplanations and on Twitter at LTD all spelled out. I want to give a special thanks to Cinema Studios for production complexly for hosting us and making sure that this great show exists. And to Count Boogie for the jingles and Cora and Paro, I'm still learning. Yeah.